standing up in McKinney. This is According to Callus. We're back with episode 579, coming to you on the 8th of February, the year of our Lord, 2024. And today we're going to talk about the celebration of tyrants. <laughs> yeah, we're going to mix it up just a little bit. Why do I do this? Why does this matter? Well, you know, the party I belong to seems to think that we should continue to celebrate the first Republican elected to office and ignore all the baggage. Um, I'm willing to overlook baggage on people all the time, but I also want to be cognizant of how that works. I mean, we're right now our country has been ripping down statues of lots of good men that did what they thought was best and they're evil because of their geographic di disposition, right? And likewise, now they've moved on to the people that actually helped found this country and created the, or let me rephrase that, codified the liberty, the freedom that we now enjoy and celebrate. So it's a very strange situation here and a very odd time. Now, before I get into the subject, right, before before I get started in the meat of the program, let me remind you once again, the best way you can help me continue to grow, make a difference, and be heard is to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can go to your RSS feed, you, RSS feed, yeah. You can, you know, follow on your social media of choice, your podcatcher of choice. Every like, every subscription Every share makes a difference. We're overcoming the algorithms that are predisposed to not do us any favors. I, I made uh, two episodes earlier this week. They clearly were dinged. Now, that's okay. I'm going to continue to do what I do. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not necessarily disappointed. I thought they were really good episodes. Unfortunately, they didn't. Uh, or when I say they, the programming, the uh, software didn't give you an opportunity to see it or hear it. That's why you need to subscribe. That's why you need to follow. So you, you know, when these things come out five days a week is the goal, trying to get them out at four forty-five and share them after 5 PM presetting as much as I can so that I can be consistent and give you good material or at least <laughs> enjoyable material. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I am still a one-man show. I don't look to make any money off of this at this point. I'm not looking to do anything other than grow an audience and share ideas, share conversation, if you will, and a difference. I feel strongly about the things that I stand for and I get involved and support the things that I believe in, but I'm always open to the idea that other people can disagree or they can have a different view or they can have in a slightly different opinion. I don't mandate that anybody has to agree with me hundred percent. In fact, I'd be very concerned for you or any individual that agreed with me hundred percent. So let's not go down that path. We want to bounce ideas off of each other. We want to continue to sharpen each other's skills and knowledge, right? I, I don't claim to be the smartest man alive. I don't claim to be the smartest man in the room. Although currently in my own room, I am the smartest man in the room, but be that as it may, this is about doing what I think is right. I want you to do what you think is right. I want everybody to work to make a difference. Just one little small thing every day and every opportunity that they're given to stand for the things they believe in and to continue to push back against 
the encroachment of tyranny. So as we uh, transition, one last final reminder, I still have my show up on YouTube. They have blocked several episodes apparently. Um, and I do the social media thing, right? I, I'm, I got a Facebook page and a group and I drop in over at Gab and MeWe. Come and join me. It's, it's, it's fun to respond and see things going on. This is how we get things done. This is how we make a difference. We have to agree to work together even when we're not in absolute agreement. So here we go on with the show. When I was thinking about today's episode, you know, it's getting close to the end of the week. I've talked about um, just trying to stay motivated when you're exhausted. I did a little testifying on Tuesday at both of those shows were ding for reasons I don't quite understand. And then yesterday I did, I had a little fun talking about Nimrods in both versions, by the way. So today Nimrod in many ways is an archetype of a tyrant, even though they were able to reverse that and create the opposite effect. The idea is somebody that's powerful, that they're in charge and they basically make things happen. Now you can go back through history and you can find various people that might fit that archetype that you would make the great tyrant. I suppose it depends who you are and where you are in that point of time. Some might see Charlemagne as a great tyrant as opposed to the unifying Christian ruler of the Franks, right? Obviously we might see uh, Caesar as that. You know, that term dictator was put in place by the Romans for a specific purpose and it's still used commonly today. You you could look back and talk about Suleiman or um, the Khans, right? Kublai and Genghis. And then you can go to modern day parlance. I mean, that would require you to skip over the British monarchs. But modern day, you know, you've got your Stalin, your Mao. And, and then in a smaller scale, perhaps uh, Castro or Che Guevara, those kinds of guys, right? And then you've got the the people that are perceived as monsters, Tamerlane or Adolf, right? These are all legitimate things to be concerned about. But if we if we scale it back, if we just focus on our own country and our own country's history, and we look at some of the things that have happened and been done, and really not to the ultimate positive good. I know a lot of times they rewrite history, they tweak history, and they modify your learning to believe these were good things, that believe that this is a proper thing. So, you know, I've talked about multiple times about the whole idea of secession, right? One state leaving another or separating from the union or uh, dividing out of a larger country. This has been a known, understandable thing for eons, right? You create your own country, perhaps out of an existing country or perhaps at the edge of an empire or whatever. This is how things happen. And I've often referred to the United States of being an empire of sorts. Now I get a little pushback from time to time, but if you step back and you think about what it means and what what's involved here, you can only conclude that it is an empire of sorts, but that empire is crumbling. That, that empire cannot last forever. 
Now, they thought Rome failed after 400 years, but it stuck around for another 1600 to a degree, right? They, uh, you know, they indicated historically that the Greek Empire, if you will, got obliterated and subsumed by the Roman Empire. Well, that's true in part. In other parts, not so much. It, it existed all the way over to the northern parts of India in, in some form or fashion. Those, those Greeks that actually ruled things worked their way into the ruling establishment as things changed, right? And you, you can see this actually described and laid out in, you know, when the Israelites went down to Egypt, right? Joseph was already second in command there, and they became very prominent and prosperous. And it was only after, you know, the the ruling um, parties changed and they didn't know about Joseph that they decided that the the folks, the Israelites there were a bigger threat than they were as a um, blessing, and they decided to subjugate them. The same could be said to a lesser extent about maybe Babylon, right? So, and we're not even getting into the the lesser known atrocities and abuses by the Aztec Empire or even the Incan Empire. There, there are lots of bad things that happen when bad people get in charge. So, if if we bring that to just modern understanding of these United States, the biggest tyrant, if if you want to be fair, is Lincoln. Now, Lincoln didn't do this on his own. Lincoln wasn't motivated completely on his own. He was pushed and cajoled and pulled to do certain things that maybe just him personally would have been willing to not do. And it is kind of funny that they used a patsy of a failed actor. Well, I guess technically he wasn't a failed actor because he was quite famous, but to kill Lincoln. But there's lots of evidence to suggest that that was a goal they actually wanted. They they wanted that outcome, that the radical Republicans didn't want to keep dealing with Lincoln because he wanted to kind of say, well, we beat them. Now we need to you know put out the hand of friendship and get moving on. Now, granted, the entirety of the time getting to that point, right, and before they won, he acted like a tyrant. He did many tyrannical things. And I've had many conversations about this in the past with a, a professor that I very much respect over at UNT. And he basically said, this is the extensions of war, right? This is what's necessary for the war and he has to win. So he's going to do these things. I said, I understand that. But one, we didn't necessarily need to have this war. And two, I'm not necessarily believing that everything he did was absolutely necessary. I can understand why he thought it was necessary. I can understand why he would take that action. But what I don't understand is how we gloss over it and pretend it didn't happen and try and paint it as a good thing. And it clearly is not. And then moving on to Reconstruction. Now, Lincoln's already out of the picture when we get the Reconstruction. And we have lots of mini tyrannies all over the southern states. And they subjugate the people and force them to do things and punish them for daring to try and leave the Union and mandate that they do things. Now, again... These are the radical Republicans. They, they sent in the carpetbaggers. They, they did all these different things. They upended the entirety of the culture and the existence. Now, some would say, well, that maybe was a good thing. In theory, yes. In practice, I don't think it worked out too well. I, in fact, in practice, it probably made things worse. But that requires you to be able to, to disassociate yourself from the training and the indoctrination you received in your entire childhood. 
And I'm not saying that anybody was a saint. I'm not saying anybody was innocent. But what I am saying is we have to acknowledge the tyrant among among us, right? The tyrant in our midst. The one that we put up on a pedestal. But if you look at tyrants that followed, I mean, depending on how you want to adapt it and you want to discuss it, you've got a, a slew of people that came in and did things that were objectively bad and, and abused the federalist system that was set up. I mean, even if you just start with Wilson and then you can go to FDR and LBJ to a you know lesser extent, and these guys were not, well, I should put it this way, I believe they were mostly figureheads. Not that that means anything one way or another, and I'm trying to avoid going down the rabbit hole, but the things they accomplished, they clearly didn't do on their own. They clearly were put at the head of the parade, if you will. And I've used this term before, right? People get put at the head of the parade to lead the movement to a determined outcome. Now, again, trying to stay out of the rabbit hole, these guys did tyrannical things. They, they did not make things better. Now, a certain amount of people believe that positive outcomes came about. Well, sure, sure. I mean, you can be doing bad things and get some positive things, but that doesn't mean overall it was a good thing, there was, that it was the best. And a lot of times they did it under the idea that we're trying to protect democracy. We're, we're saving the union. We're, we're establishing freedom around the world. And it just doesn't bear the fruit of that though, does it? I think a lot of times if you look back at the actions of certain tyrants, right, of if you want to say bad presidents at this point, that would be appropriate as well because we're trying to focus on just the history and the actions of the leaders of these United States. And they spend a whole lot of time protecting themselves. They spend a whole lot of time projecting bad actions onto their perceived enemies or their opponents, accusing them of doing the very same things that they are doing. We see this often with progressives. They project. And and the interesting thing is every one of those people that I mentioned was progressive. They were progressives. And it didn't matter what party they belonged to. They were progressives. They wanted to reorg things and reestablish where we're going forward. And they didn't do us any favors long term. But they protected themselves. They instructed or worked with people to rewrite history, to recreate the events as they occurred so as to manipulate us into believing that these were positive things. Now, it's only now, right, in 2020 forward, that we're actually reevaluating some of the bad things they did, but not in the light of this was bad for everybody. Well, no, they were racist. They just didn't like this group of people or that group of people, which is accurate and a fair statement, but overlooking the obvious bigger problem that they just didn't like anybody that wasn't them. They didn't like anybody that wasn't in their stratus of status, excuse me, status of society. They, they wanted to manipulate and control those beneath them. We see that carrying on today. And again, it doesn't matter what letters after their name. It's mostly the same thing. We've had a few populist leaders come up and I don't believe that, you know, they were going to be significantly better had they gotten the power, but it was an option and some of them ended up dead or at least injured to a point to where they couldn't run. And again, I'm not justifying everything they said, or everything they did, but they pushed back against the prevailing wisdom, and which is more than likely why they ended up the way they did. 
In the process of doing this, they create this false legacy. They they build up this artifice of all the truth, justice, and the American way status upon themselves. They get themselves elevated to a higher position, and we build nice statues of them that nobody dares touch, but the reality is they did it at the expense of the people, the very people they were supposed to be serving. So one of the things that I always reflect on is the idea that Lord Acton, I believe I got this quote accurate, is power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, right? And if I'm wrong, okay, just don't shoot me. The idea being that when you get power, it's probably not going to be enough. And then when you get more power, not only do you want more power, you become more corrupt in order to maintain said power. So for me, it's very frustrating because I've always skewed wanting to be in control of things. I like being involved in the middle of things. I like being able to have my say. I like being able to have input. But at the end of the day, I'm confident that we're going to make the right decisions in an organization or a group or a committee. But what I've seen is not everybody looks at it the same way I do. Not everybody is satisfied with an outcome that's outside of their control. I mean, if I lose, I lose. Or if my team loses, we lose. But if everybody's satisfied with the outcome after it's done and over with, I mean, maybe it wasn't in my mind the best outcome, but it is what it is. I, I move on. I, I've, you know, I've got other things to worry about. There's the next whatever problem it is coming down the pike. But that's because I don't have the power. That's because I've avoided wanting power. So my concern is, by me not taking the power, by me not holding any power, I've abdicated that role. I've, I've allowed somebody else to take it or a group of people to take it. And if I believe Lord Acton, if I ex, uh, accept the fact that they act like progressives, they behave like progressives, they push like they're progressives. And the way I know that is because they're always projecting the actions they're actually doing upon me or other people. So it becomes clear to me that Perhaps I'm the one that made a mistake here. Perhaps I shouldn't be afraid of power. Perhaps I shouldn't try and take a little bit of authority. How does that look? How does that work? I don't know. But I, I'm very comfortable with the idea of, of a diffuse authority. So if I get 5% and somebody else has got 5% and somebody else has got 5%, we can all work together and come up with a majority and come up with proper solutions and proper roles and get things done as long as we're in agreement. But if somebody else has, I don't know, 51% tallied up to them and they just do whatever they want and they push their way through, does that serve the body well? Well, I think if we did a case study, Lincoln got elected with a plurality and he did a lot of things that quite frankly didn't benefit well over half of the country. In fact, it was, it was devastating to the country, but he's hailed as a hero because of one thing that they've retroactively used to justify all of his actions. If we look at Wilson, Wilson kept us out of the war until he didn't keep us out of the war. Wilson, you know, cared about certain things until he was, uh, boy, guided perhaps would be the word I would use. He, he had this power and they wanted to solidify the power. I mean, just look at the things that happened while Wilson was president. It should be very concerning to you of the things that happened and that they got away with and haven't been fixed.
or addressed. And and they we were sold on the idea of like a false social gospel that these were going to be positive things. These were going to be net goods. An improvement, if you will. There's no fruit there to bear that that's the case. And if you step next forward to FDR, and again, he got away with a lot of things because we were in, quote, a world war. You know, never mind the fact that he goaded another empire into attacking us. Never mind the fact that he was secretly and maybe not so secretly arming and resupplying the Russians while they're in the middle of a war, which coincidentally enough, there was a whole slew of people in the Northeast Corridor that did a lot to benefit the socialists. They, they did a lot to fund the communists in Russia and they beat up Henry Ford for not being on that same team. It's curious how that works. Now, and again, I don't believe Henry Ford was innocent of a, a lot of things, but you again, the progressives are projecting what they're doing on somebody else and accusing them of the very bad thing that they're doing as well. So when we look at how this is playing out, it comes down to balance of power. It comes down to, you know, not giving people too much power. And FDR pretty much had unquestionable power and authority for most of the time that he was president. I mean, he manipulated and abused the Supreme Court into doing what he wanted to do. He had a Congress that was fully on board. And a lot of people actually believed that they fixed a lot of problems because we were at a war. And looking back and reading the historical things, that's really not the case. And then if you want to jump from there, I mean, we could spend probably multiple shows just talking about the things that FDR did and not necessarily him by himself, but his protege, LBJ, LBJ becomes the president and then he starts pushing through things and manipulating things. And, and worse yet, his opposite, the guy that was supposed to not be like him, Nixon comes in and follows through on much the same thing. So this is, you know, this power corrupts situation and they, they do what they, uh, what they're told, if you will, what they're on the same page, if you will, because I don't, again, pretty much anybody that becomes president isn't their own person anymore. I mean, there are some examples of people that maybe held their own and did their own thing still, but very few and far between. And I don't know that I feel comfortable naming anybody because if I was going to, if I was going to say one person, it'd probably be Jefferson. But I don't even know that that's accurate. Maybe Monroe. But again, I don't know that that's accurate. So we're always dealing with a group of people that are in control and want to manipulate events to their favor. Let me ask you, are we better off with all the stuff that LBJ and to a lesser extent Nixon pushed through? I, I don't see it. Not to mention the escalation of a war that we really didn't need to be in in the first place. And if you want to go back and blame Eisenhower or even Kennedy, fine. But mostly that falls on LBJ. Or at least his cabal of people that were in charge at the same time with him. So nothing is as clear cut as it appears. Nothing is as romantic as you would like it to be. It is all about the power. It's about the manipula manipulation. It's the about getting things that they want done done when they have the opportunity. The you'll phrase strike, strike while the iron is hot is true. But again, they're developing their legacy. They're, they're burnishing their failures by creating new things that you pay attention to. So let me ask you, at the end of all of this, 
Do you understand we still are celebrating people that were tyrannical in their behavior? Do you understand that in many ways our very own existence is based upon the fact that we became an empire and we bullied the world? Now, yes, it was nice for us for a time, but I can assure you the rest of the world is not very happy with us. And if you doubt me, just look across the world at what's going on right now. And, you know, maybe if we had a strong leader, maybe we had a better negotiator, maybe we would, things wouldn't be so crazy right now, but that's a whole lot of maybes. There's no guarantees there, but again, as things continue, we're going to end up with another tyrant. I, I don't know if that's the next president or the one that follows. I can't say. I'm not comfortable with it, but tyrants arise when difficulties are present. Right? And they get away with it because of the difficulties. It's it's a strange dichotomy, right? You want a tyrant when things are tough, but then you fail to recognize what that tyrant is when the time is right. Technical difficulties there. I am back. <laughs> Sorry. But at the end of the day, you know, the final thought here, if you will, the celebration of tyrants is just foolish because people become to, to understand and believe that tyrants are a good thing and that if they act tyrannical, they too will be lionized and appreciated and celebrated. And I really don't see how that's a net positive. I don't see how that should be ever a goal for anybody in, in this life that I live. Why would I want to celebrate somebody that subjugates and abuses other people? Now, what's very funny to me is we spent a lot of time beating up on Putin. Yeah, I know this is outside of Texas, but bear with me for just a minute. He's the next whatever evil guy down the pike here, right? Let's compare him to Tamerlane because maybe they won't block that word. But they, the news media says all these terrible things. But aside from the Ukrainian conflict, I wonder which government, the Russian government under him, or the American government is responsible for killing more people in the last 20 years. doesn't matter what the reason is, just the fact that it happened. I wonder which country is responsible for manipulating and forcing other countries to do things that they didn't necessarily want to do on their own. I wonder which country is more directly responsible for displacing massive amounts of people around the world. You know, this kind of reminds me of the idea where you said you should pull the log out of your own eye before you try and take the, uh, the splinter out of your brother's eye. How is this not appropriate? That, again, does not make what they're doing right. It doesn't make what they're doing excusable. But if you're not willing to deal with your own problems, if you're not really willing to be self-reflective of, hey, uh, our country is being quite abusive. We're an overextended empire as well. Maybe we shouldn't do these things. I mean, this is just something that you ought to consider. You ought to, you ought to ruminate on when you're going to go around calling everybody else out. Again, this is what progressives do. The only thing I would caution you is I'm fairly certain that Putin's smarter than the current guy we got in charge. And I'm fairly certain if we want to play games with him, we're going to lose. So whether it's our tyrant versus their tyrant, I'm not feeling too. I'm not feeling too froggy, but there's the theory, you know, right? The great man theory, when bad things happen, a great man will arise. Well, that might be true, but that great man also often 
appears as a tyrant. And then we turn around and celebrate the tyrant. And I'm really, really not comfortable with that. We need to, as a culture, as a civilization, realize there is a time to be strong. There is a time to use the sword. But when that time is over, it needs to stop. The boot needs to come off the neck, if you will, of those that are actually on the same team, of the same culture, of the same country. But apparently, we feel it's best to just punish everybody long term. Darn the consequences. Let's move on. And I'm just not buying it. I refuse to buy it. And yeah, I know this is a little tough. It wasn't It wasn't a lot of fun to put this on the record, if you will. But people need to think about this going forward. People need to consider. There is an idea that is appropriate for people to have power. There is a people. There is an appropriate idea that the appropriate people having appropriate power can do a lot of good things. But when inappropriate people have in amounts of, or inappropriate amounts of power, that's where the real problems begin. Or even if it is good people with inappropriate power or inappropriate people with appropriate power, there's still abuses that happen and we need to deal with them. We need to recognize them for what they are and we need to be prepared to push back and continue to hold the line. That's what I do every day and I would like you to do the same. And with that, this has been According to Cals and I will see you on the other side.